recording. Well, let's ABR. start off with this then. ABR. Just, just, just always be Pulling recording. up in that new toy. The wrist on that boy. Rock star like Pink Floyd. Waving that rude boy. I'm waving at you, boy. Ran off on the plug too like hey. true boy. Imagine me, dude, boy. You uh. can never do what I, I want to talk. Boy. Still ducking shit that I dude, did, boy. boy. Niggas in Paris for a hit, boy. These Ooh. ain't the same type of hits, boy. Shit can get like a than lit, boy. You don't take Ooh. these type of risks. Boy, cause this boy been throwing that D like it. rich boy. You miss you boy. Keep it going. Your numbers don't add up on the blow. That was 10 Is years it, are ago. These shots at, if, if you, you know, know, you know. Hey. 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 If you know, you know. Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I couldn't even talk to it. I want to yeah. hear what the yeah. this you know, boy you just. Know. Man, King Push. And you know I got my King Pushes on right now. If, if, if Ben was here, I'd have to take some pictures, but he ain't. Where is motherfucker at? Put your camera, boy. For sure, for sure. Well, what's up, y'all? This is Tressie. And this is Cedric, and together we're through the crate. Digging through cultural and current events through the hip-hop lens. Let's get to it. We back up in this Bitch again, yo. Yes, we are. We are back here. And you know what? We really, really love the fact that Pusha started off this podcast like that. That was some great I needed fucking that. energy, right? I needed that. And we, we brought the shots back. I needed that, we did. too. I mean, the sober podcasts are good, but like when we're drinking, though? I mean, and, and I have to this, say, this was my first taste. This is my first taste of American whiskey since I've been back. Oh, snap. Yeah, tell us about... See, that's another thing. We didn't even get to talk about your Japan trip last time. See, when we're Man. sober, we don't, we, don't, we don't get on that same, like... No, I was focused. It, it, was, it was focused. We're too focused. It was no we tangents. Got, exactly. The tangents got reeled, reeled in. That is true. I, I feel like that, that, that kind of happened. So, you we know, had a couple of them, but we didn't have, like, our real tangent. No, the tangent, tangents, we're just you know talking I mean? about bullshit for just too long. And people exactly. were like, what the fuck are you doing? Like, it's my podcast, damn it. I do what I want. Seriously. Damn it. Uh, but no, I was talking about reeling it in. Like, yeah, Japan. Um, I mean, Amine, there were people, there were, <laughs> hey. Amine, anime. Oh my God. Uh, <laughs> shit, man. What, what, what can I say? I mean, it was, uh, yeah, dude. It was incredible. Yo, he brought back these, like, dope ass shot glasses for us. Yeah, to take man, shots I got, out got of. the shot glass with the fucking samurai on them, you know, uh, with Mount Fuji behind them. Cause, you know, uh, so we actually spent some time by Mount Fuji, which mm. was fucking dope. Mm-hmm. Get away from the city life and shit. Right. Um, but Mount Fuji, there's like a fucking shrine or temple. With it. It's a shrine, not a temple. I found out the difference between shrines and temples. Oh, okay, cool. Um, temples are, are Buddhist. Shrines uh-huh. are the other religion that's there that I don't, I don't remember. Ooh. Yeah, but I don't remember. But it's different. So shrines and temples, they're both religious. They're both have significance, yeah. but they're different religions. Okay, gotcha. Um, but there was a sh- there's a shrine on the top of Mount Fuji, and one of the old emperors had like a little camp around the base of Mount Fuji. It's where like all the samurai would train, and it was like a big dealio. Like, mm-hmm. hey, know, dealio, you know I love it. See, that's where the alcohol come in, my nigga. Yes. Oh, there we go. All Sorry. right, cool. Um, <laughs> but overall. Just seeing a different culture that was actually a culture was really different for me because I'm American. <laughs> I grew up in Oakland. Right. <laughs> um, the only culture I know is the hood. Right. And, I mean, that's culture in itself because you don't see that shit anywhere else. Well, yeah, that's what we were talking about yeah. earlier. Go ahead. Sorry. But it's, it's, 
it's interesting to see a culture that's that's so old, mm-hmm. that's had so much time to mature and advance. You know, I mean, you, we can talk about technology all day, and right. you know, they got the bullet trains out there, which right. are super fast. Their subway system is, I mean, they're so respectful. There's nobody talking on cell phones in the subway. Mm-hmm. People don't even talk to each other on the subway. They're quiet. So you, you like, if you're just with somebody, like you can't even just have. This a is what the subway sounds like in Japan. Hold on. You know, you better not forget. Yes. Exactly. <laughs> but they also have racks for you to put your, your luggage mm-hmm. or, like, your bag so you mm-hmm. can take your bag off and not be bumping people. Mm-hmm. People actually wait for you to come out of the train before they go into the train. Yeah. People line up in a line mm-hmm. to get on the train. There's no, like, Bogart through the whole shit. So it's not like India. Because no. I've seen, like, videos. I've seen those videos, too, and it's... it's <laughs> It's insane. too much. But I've also seen videos of other, like, well, I'm not sure if there's any other, or maybe, like, other Asian countries that go through, um, uh, yep, yes, we got it. We haven't had one of those on, on the mic for there a minute. Is. There it is. Um, but, uh, I feel like I've seen other, like, Asian cultures that were kind of like those India videos, too, but it's interesting to know that in Japan, like, it's not like that. It's not like that. That's, uh, that's crazy. It's dope, you know. I mean, I can't remember what age, what the food was incredible. That was, I mean, duh. the food was incredible. I actually I prefer our sushi over mm-hmm. theirs. I think uh, part of it was the the fish was almost too fresh, or just the fish had a, a different taste to it. Is it like really fishy? No, it wasn't really fishy at all. I think I missed the fishiness, which is weird. I don't like the fishiness, and so you probably like it better because it okay. wasn't super fishy. Because that's the whole reason why I never really liked sushi like that. <laughs> but they also use this different spice. It's like a, mm-hmm. an, a mint-like herb that they put on a lot of the sushi, which mm-hmm. was just kind of weird to me. Interesting. Um, but overall, it was it was a great experience. People were super friendly, super respectful, mm-hmm. and super fashionable. Oh yeah. Well, I remember you you were talking about how, like, they were just, there was a ton of, like, different eras of fashion just everywhere. Yeah. It, like, it nobody was, cared. I mean, if you like the grunge era mm-hmm. of rock, bruh, grunge was on on point in, in, in Japan. People were, were rocking baggy jeans, flannels, and all that shit. Um, if you want to talk about... Skinny jeans. People were wearing their skinny jeans. If you want to talk about <laughs> super conservative female attire, where mm-hmm. you've got the dresses like that button the up, up all the way to the, way to the top, they've got the nice little collar, mm-hmm. super long dresses. They had that too. If you want to talk they about also... skimpy shit, they had the skimpy shit too. So just everybody was just freely expressing themselves. Everybody was doing everything, and it makes sense growing up and even watching Sailor Moon. And <laughs> yes. they all had different colored hair, and yeah. they're all different. Because that, that's how diverse their styles are, but they're all still just chilling, you know? Yeah. Doing their own thing. Well, we were talking about this before we started the cast, but um, we were talking about how just, like, American culture is just stupid fucking, like, baseball and hot dogs. Hot dogs and... Hot dogs. Remember the cat dogs? Cat dog. <laughs> cat dog. Alone, Alone in the, in the world, world with a little, little cat dog. dog. <laughs> <laughs> yes. You know it, man. That's how old I am. <laughs> I'm a cat dog, and I was a little old for cat dog, but I still fuck with it. Yes, man. Cat dog, um, hey Arnold, what up? Hey Arnold, that was my favorite. I need to, you know what? If I can get the theme song, I'm gonna put the theme song mm. on one of these. So it just goes. Hell yeah, it was jazzy as fuck, dude. I think that like influenced hey my whole. Arnold! 
I and do you know Hey Arnold was one of the most multicultural fucking TV it, shows for that time? It, it was on purpose because it's New York. And that's like, how New York is. The fact that he lived with his grandparents, right. not his parents. Right. The fact that his best friend was black. Yep. That he went to fucking school and there were Asians, Mexicans, all these motherfuckers. New York. That, and, and, that, and that's what I was saying before. American culture is that melting pot culture, which yeah. hasn't really been tested anywhere else in the world. Right. Ever. Mm-hmm. So that, and it's so young. And it's but something different. else that we... Yeah, it, it is so young. And I think that's why there's a difference between, like, you can... Definitely, like, pinpoint what a culture is outside of the United States versus what's in the United it's States. It's hard to define what it is. Exactly. But I think what's most popular in American culture is black culture because we influence the world regardless. We influence the world when it comes to our music, when it comes to our fashion, when it comes to our, um, I don't know, just, just playing. Style, over, how we talk. Yeah, how we talk, exactly. How we dress. Like with with the 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 way that people are fucking rapping out in Japan versus yeah, there's hip hop in you know Japan. I mean? They're and rocking. Oh my god, they they love they love like hip hop attire too. Yeah, they love the mm-hmm. the champs, could, the champs, you, the uh, yeah. fucking uh, champions sweaters. And yeah, the, the, the big the, C's, the big ass C's, <laughs> yeah. yo, with the rocking Adidas and Jordans. Yeah. Oh my, there was a lot of Jordans out there. I bet. But I, that's I I don't I don't know we are on a tangent for for sure for sure but I just wanted to ask you about like what was going on at, at, out in Japan but that's a that's a crazy like it's a it's a crazy thing to think about in regards to culture but yeah mm. um let's see what do we got indeed. to talk about indeed I think I think you got some explaining to do Lucy why oh yeah I do so I want to actually apologize to my my good friends Keisha and Imani so on the last podcast. Um, I talked to, I talked about how, um, I didn't want to, um, I didn't want to talk about Kavanaugh because... Piece of shit. I didn't want to have a quote-unquote headline discussion. And that was, to me, I think that was, that was a bad shot to, to take at my girls like that. Like, like I... I to be honest, it's it's almost as if I assumed that they would not know what was going on with those with the, with that particular thing, and that was not the case. To be honest, I was extremely exhausted that day, and I'm not making excuses for what I said, but I'm just saying like I I shouldn't have I shouldn't have said that. You know what I mean? Like Imani hit me up right away and was like, "Yo, uh, I actually knew about everything that was going on with that conversation." Da 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 da. And like I was like, you know what? I feel like I got called out, and I was like, man, like that—that's fucked up on my part, and I, I apologize for that. You and know to be I mean? honest, I would have loved to have heard that conversation with a bunch of women. True, and I would—I to be honest, it would have been—it would have been a great conversation. But I think I to be like I don't know if they remember, but I was just exhausted that day, um, and it was really nice of them to come in and and just. Kill hold it. down, yeah, exactly. Murder. Hold down the the fucking fort for us, um, since you know Cedric was in Japan and all that stuff. So I just again, I apologize to my girls for 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 being fucked up and that in in choosing the words wrong for what I was trying to say. That's about it. She loves you. I do, and I gotta we be a woman you. about that shit. You know what I mean? Like sometimes you gotta you say some shit that's wrong. You gotta own up to that shit. Amen. That was some, that was some wrong shit Amen. for me to say. Hey. You know what I mean? That's you always been a. A, 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 bitch? a real bitch. No, I was. <laughs> a real bitch. Thank you. <laughs> I, I thought I was like, no, I, I, okay, you ain't, you ain't I feel like today. we've told this story on the podcast before, but if you don't remember, my when I came out as gay or bisexual to my brother, he said, 
Well, you always been a burly bitch. It's true. So that, that's it's the true. joke here. <laughs> it's just a plaid. Let the <laughs> button ups. Nigga, when is the last time you saw me in a plaid button up? Button up. Button up. Button up. Mutton chop. <laughs> Sorry. It's been a minute. No, I've, you haven't seen it. I don't wear plaid. Okay. You're Lumberjack burly ass, but it's okay. This motherfucker, yo, you are spreading a narrative that I do not appreciate. And you know what? Let's get into another n- narrative that somebody doesn't appreciate. What's that? There's somebody named Pusha T, right? Oh, is there? And he did not appreciate the narrative that Drake was putting out. So we talked about this on the last podcast. We did. Um, we talked about how the shop, um, on the shop, Drake was talking about, you know, the whole Pusha T beef. And he didn't really say anybody's name, but he's only he said Kanye's name. Bunch. But he did not say Pusha's name. He didn't name bring up Pusha once. at all. Um, but he, he had a total, like, a huge beef with uh, Kanye. Um, and Pusha went on Joe Budden's podcast to just kind of refute everything. And that was a very interesting interview. It was fucking three hours, over three hours long. Yeah, it was, yeah. It was a lot of, see, tangent, um, (laughs) fucking Joe Budden, I think he's doing too much. Um, He's got two episodes from for his podcast to come out a week and two he's got episodes Revolt. a week. Yes, so he's got something on Wednesdays and he's got something on Saturdays. Shit, I always wait for the YouTubes because it's, it's short, concise, and the most important parts. But Joe Rogan's podcast is like two, three hours sometimes too. But is it once or twice a week? It's one. See, I don't mind if it's a once a week, two hour podcast because I can come back to it. But if you have, if I have six hours of content that I need to listen to from you. I'm not sure I'm gonna keep going. Nah. I I was I was um like proud of Joe for being able to land something like that. And I think he does do good numbers in regards to how many people are listening to how much of his content. But I yep. think it's kind of like a monopoly of it of the of the space. And I think it's too much. And it's actually turned me off, to be honest. Like I'm I'm I used to be the one that I don't wanna listen to the highlights of your podcast. I wanna listen to everything within context. Context and now I'm only listening to listening to the uh, highlights, so I think it's kind of a regression for him, and and just from my listening standpoint. But anyway, um, it was a three hour fucking uh, podcast, and of course I'm gonna listen to the ones that he has the interviews on, right? And that to me, I never wanted Joe Budden to to move into that space, um, just because they were so entertaining on their own, um, but now. It's it's okay that it's too you know, much, man. It's too much. It is, it is. But now, like I'm listening to the Chance uh, episode. We never really talked about that, but um, he he. We should probably talk about that next time. I'm not sure if you saw it, but Chance th- explained what he meant by being independent. Oh, I didn't. Yeah, so we'll have we'll talk about it next time since you haven't uh, seen it. But um, but Push was on there talking real spicy. Like uh, he's just clearing the air. Yeah, you know, I mean, if if Drake can go on a platform, a friendly platform, yes, a friendly platform with a a brother that Apparently, he's, he said I'm is a brother. I'm tired of hearing these niggas call each other brothers, though. I, I will nah, say that I don't mind that. Come on, we need to go back, like like Nas said many many years ago. When he, you, you can't go away from niggas, oh. but we gotta bring back brothers. Mm. Niggas is always gonna be niggas. But you still got your brother. Okay, you know what I'm I feel it. I feel it. So I have no I'm problem with, with them with calling it. each other brothers. Okay, that's cool. Mm-hmm. But when you bring your brother onto your your platform, mm-hmm. it's a very friendly and comfortable platform. Environment. You know, yeah. and you're and you're gonna just 
safe, friendly, and you can say whatever the fuck you want, and no one's going to challenge you on it. Right. If you remember what I said last week, mm-hmm. because of that, I couldn't skeptical. give Drake yeah. 100% of... I couldn't believe everything he said because, right. bro, you're on your friend's podcast mm-hmm. or show. You're controlling the narrative. Right. And you're you're bashing Kanye. He didn't say shit about Pusha. Nothing about Pusha. Nothing about Pusha. You're, you're bashing Kanye when Kanye's already having a really bad week. Right. He was the SNL Kicking thing. Down. Yeah. He was uh, at the White House. Yeah. Like, this whole shit was going on. And that's when you decide to release this hit piece on Kanye. So mm-hmm. I was like... It's a little too convenient. It's a lot of... And I believed him. I believed... And I, I'm just gonna... I gotta stand on that. I believed Drake. I was like, this is a very plausible story. Um, and then Pusha came out. Yes. And Pusha pretty much said, nah, bro. I ain't get that shit from Kanye. Mm-hmm. Kanye ain't tell me shit. Where he get it from? Oh. You ever heard of Pillow Talk? Uh, yep. <laughs> you know what Pillow Talk is? Yes. And it's when that girl give you that good and you just knocking out and your mind is gone and you just start talking. She had that thing thing. She had that goody good and she had you that just thing thing put it that on made you. that motherfucker just sing sing. Um, <laughs> Allegedly. He, he was like, Allegedly. Oh my God. Yes. <laughs> Let Man. me tell you all of the things. So apparently he confided in this this young lady. Who's he? Oh, I apologize. We didn't even say it. We didn't say who it was. 40. 40, the producer. His right-hand man. The, the one gu- that's 666. Right, the one that... Oh, <laughs> fuck, Charles. <laughs> Damn. The one that was... <laughs> that's kind of fucked up. No, I mean, <laughs> you know. I mean, it's... The, the, if we're going to cover that, it. The one that, that apparently the disc went too far when he started mentioning his 666 friend. Right, that's on the tick, tick, tick clock. Right. And I feel like we're, we're throwing shots. That's but not shots, it's just, We're you know. commenting on the culture. yeah. Which I I have to say I don't believe there's any any rules in mm. rat beef. All right, let's try and go in let's try and go in uh, order of this. So um, we talked about well, fuck it, let's just go into the rules. Styles P put something out. He he tweeted out. He was like, "There's no rules in in war, whether it's on the streets or or not. Whatever, yeah, there ain't right? no rules. There's no rules. Kidnap your mama, tie her up. I'll do what I gotta do." I'm going to win this motherfucker, though. Exactly. Like, there's no rules in war. And you can't get mad once you engage. You engaged in war, so don't get mad. He like, mentioned his fiance. So it was like, you know what? It's, you let's go. You engaged in war, my nigga. Like, that's it. Like, as soon as you had that response to infrared, that's it. Like, you could have done nothing like you did nothing for fucking Joe. And, and... But you decided to engage. It wasn't the first time somebody talked about somebody sick friend or whatever. No, people Pac, have talked. Pac went yes. at Mob Deep. Like, ain't your friend got sick of selling right. or something? Have you a season on stage? You ain't doing well. Hell. Right. Yeah, he did yeah, that shit. Yeah, he did that shit. Fucking Jay-Z was trying to, uh, when Jay-Z went at Mob oh, Deep. He, oh, I thought you were talking about when he was going at Nas, talking about he had fucking uh, Magnum rappers on your baby seat or some shit. Well, there like, you go. There's that that's, too. That's foul, it's bro. Foul. Jay Z tried to put up a picture of fucking my a prodigy at uh, Hot 97 on at uh, the Summer Jam of him like fucking doing ballet and shit. Like, there's no rules in this shit. There's no rules. It's it's I'm coming for your neck and I'm going for the kill shot. So don't act no like Eminem that moment. Pun. That but, moment was the thing that went too far. Right. Fucking but what pussy. had me fucking dying is when Push was like, 
yo, they had the backlight on him. They had the camera angle right. And he was doing this. I was like, damn, did I just get finessed and believe in fucking uh, Drake? But then I also... I also think that there's some things that Pusha said that I was just like, man, you sucking dick too. Like what? Um, not sucking dick, but I feel like I mean you said sucking dick, so was he sucking dick? No. Okay. Retraction. Allegedly. Because Maverick and LeBron were sucking Drake's dick. Oh yeah. But I feel like there were some there were some like some light licks from uh, from like on the head, possibly. From <laughs> from <laughs> from Joe. Just and, a tip. Exactly, from Joe to Push. Um, well, Joe always gets like that when people are in his face. Yeah. He's always been like that, too. Yeah. Like, he's... So that's that's where I was just like, I don't know. And then when Push kept saying, like... When Push kept saying, like, I only came here. I came here because I know what's going on. We we, we spitters and this, this, and that. And I was like, yeah, we do um, value Joe as a authentic person and, like, the person that's going to test... Uh, the narrative or yeah. test what, what's going on or, like, try and reveal what's going on behind the scenes. We have come to trust him like that. But the way that Push said it, I was it was not convincing to me. And so that's kind of, like, where I was just like, hmm, I don't know about you. And I, and I had to keep my eye on him. Like, I was listening to the podcast on Spotify first, and I was like, I need to see how his, his mannerisms, right. what he looks like. Because when I'm listening to it, it all sounds fine and dandy, but I need to, I, I don't know about this. But yeah, it was hella funny how he said like, "Oh, the backlighting when he's talking about his friend," and then all that shit. And then you also find out that Push is a fucking heartless motherfucker. Yeah, so I mean, let's let, let's get the back ba- to the main yeah. point where Push says he got his, his information mm-hmm. from Pillow Talk. Forgot, sorry, tangents. Um, yeah, Pillow Talk. So apparently, there was a young lady who was. Involved with 40. Yeah, laid up, pillow talk, all that good shit. Putting it on him, and they would talk, they were talking six, eight hours a day. I don't believe that, but, like, how you know that? This is only coming from the girl that snitched on him, so I don't know. So so they're talking, yeah. mm-hmm. right? And in the talk, he's talking about a lot of his frustrations. Mm-hmm. He's talking about upcoming events and things mm-hmm. that are going on. And out of that, 40 divulges information about Drake having a child. Oh, damn it. There you go. <laughs> I was uh, so ready to. <laughs> I saw you. You were just ready on the wrong thing. It's all good. Um, so, you know, Drake being the father of this child mm-hmm. out of wedlock, right? And 40 talking about, oh, yeah, we all went to the house for Christmas. We gave gifts, and it was a whole thing. And Pusha knows this, apparently, because he knows the young lady. Ooh, the plot thickens. Now, for me, the part that seems kind of weird is, so it just so happens a young lady who you are involved with around this same time knows all this information about Drake? Mm-hmm. Was it a plant? You know, I'm thinking about, like, did did, did 40 get yeah, Mona Lisa? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Hey. That's, a, that's a Carter Five reference there. That did get a Mona Lisa. Did he get Mona, Mona Lisa? Yes. You know what I'm saying? Is, is that what happened here? Was it a plant? Or was it coincidence? Right. Like, what happened there with Did that? he explain that? Because I didn't watch the whole he thing. He didn't. He didn't explain that? I didn't. He didn't explain. What he said is that, like, this woman did not mean to divulge this information. 
So she wasn't trying to, like, snitch on 40. But she, I guess... But he didn't say exactly how that came to be. I only watched about three-fourths of it. So I've I, I watched the first, like, maybe two and a half hours. Um, but... Yeah, he didn't say that. He said, like, this lady, this woman possibly didn't know what she was doing when she was talking about it. Um, which is interesting. Because I don't know how you start to explain or talk about things like that when this isn't common knowledge. You know what I mean? Right. Like, how does how does this come up? So, yeah, it's it's definitely kind of fishy as to how this information got to push. So do you believe it? Do I believe that the woman said it? Do you believe that that's where Push got the information from? It's um, it's plausible. I think so. To be honest, I don't know what to believe anymore. <laughs> I'm so confused. Um, because Kanye saying that he didn't say this, he didn't say that, but I can't believe Kanye. To me, like I just I don't know what's real and what's not real with Kanye anymore. So I. I- I guess part of me has to say, yes, Kanye is crazy. Mm-hmm. Yes, he's going off the deep end with all his rants. Mm-hmm. But has he ever come off as disingenuous? Has he ever come off as someone well, who yes. would snake somebody? Um, I I got real information from Matt in regards to an old story in regards to payroll. I'm listening. So there's this uh, there's this guy named Payroll that um, had the uh, Never Change beat. Um, Never change, Jay-Z. Okay, Never, 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 never. So that was his own shit, right? Kanye made that beat for Payroll. Payroll put the song on every... Like, he he did everything on it. But... And I am paraphrasing a story that was told to me, and I... So take this however you will. But, um... So from that story, um... Jay-Z... Or... Kanye goes to Jay-Z's camp and all that stuff and shows this beat to uh, Jay-Z. And Jay-Z ends up having never changed. But there's still, like, you can't find, you can't find, like, the real payroll um, version version anywhere anymore. Like, there's, we found, like, a sped-up version on YouTube. But um, it's a very interesting thing because payroll was pissed. And there's a reason why Kanye couldn't come back to Chicago for a long time because Payroll was, like, this legit, like, gangster dude. Like, um, and, like, I think he smashed a bottle up over Kanye's head, like, at the club once what? when he came by. Because he, he, Kanye told Payroll, like, this was your song or whatever, this is good. And then, because he had everything written, and then... Uh, gives it to Jay Z, but they keep like I think the hook or something like that. So it's like from pay- payroll. From payroll. So um, that's interesting. Yeah. So what Kanye's story is? He's like I I leased the beat to you, so this was never your beat. Like it was my beat. I can and at the time back then, like nobody was leasing beats. That was that was unheard of back then. So there's this there's this, there are some things hmm. that people. And if you think of, if you think about the way that Kanye's been moving now, how he's forgotten about all of his Chicago people and he's super into like sucking Trump's dick and all this other stuff, like I don't put this past him that he would not be able to divulge that information. So um I'm not sure if I don't I believe that this woman gave the info, but I'm not sure if I believe that um 
Like, I don't, I don't know where the info came from. It's very interesting to see both parties and how they're saying things transpired. But even, even if it's not true, mm-hmm. let's say it's not true. Let's say Pusha just made this whole thing up, right? Mm-hmm. He just woke up one day and was like, huh, how can I deflect? I'll just make up a story that some woman told me that was fucking 40. Okay. Seems a little odd, but okay, let's, let's do that, right? Mm-hmm. He said it for a reason. Yeah. Maybe there was a chick 40 was fucking. They had yeah. a falling out. Mm-hmm. Maybe there's a chance that she could have said right. something. And just in saying that, he creates a little, little tension. A little tension. Mm-hmm. little tension, little... Puts a little... A little... little Crack on it. A little bit. Sprinkle a little crack on it. A little bit, right? So if that happens, if if that's to be the case, then mission accomplished. Either way. It's it's still doubt. Mm -hmm. Still doubt. That's exactly what I'm saying. Like, I doubt, I don't know what happened for real. Like, we're never going to know the real shit. Not sure what I believe, because the Kanye story was is, is just so much more sensational. I think a lot of people... I don't know. I think the pillow talk is more sensational. True. You know what? Yeah. As we're thinking this out and talking this out. I think... I just think because Kanye is, like, right there in the middle of it, and the pillow talk just came, so it's kind of like, I don't know. But um, there's a reason, like, Pusha said there's a reason why he went to Joe Budden so that he could be asked these tough questions. And I, to, me, to me, I think that that is a good space for him to be, but I also think that, as Joe said, Pusha's very cerebral, and he's, he's it's chess. He's calculated. Mm-hmm, very, very calculated. Um, so, yeah. I, th- I mean, if it's pill talk, then that's some fucked up shit. You know what I mean? Like, gives us women a bad na- bad name. You know? <laughs> no, I. It's but you know what? I I don't think it but does. Actually, no, I, it doesn't. It it's, gives it's it gives those 40. soft men. It gives forty a bad name. A bad name because like who are you trusting? You, just because you you put your dick in this chick, you think you can trust her? Right. Come on, man. Come on. Don't trust man. nobody. You fucking. I'm just kidding. <laughs> You don't trust your wife. I mean, I'm just kind of fucking with you. <laughs> but um, <laughs> oh my god, <laughs> I'm just kidding. But no, and then so more things, more stuff came out of it. Um, what else came out of it? Um, tapes. There were tapes released. So like, there's truth to the fact that Drake was looking for information on Push. Did you listen to this part? Um. Yeah, this is this is good stuff. Do it, so, do it. Um, Pusha put out a tweet saying a hundred thousand ain't gonna dig up skeletons that aren't even there. And Push has tapes from some of his people that don't really fuck with him from Virginia, uh, but are from like his past. Yeah. Um, and we all know what his past is. Right. Um But there was this chick that worked on every project of Pusha's. Um, he called her, like, his sister. Like, this was his, uh, like, he went to the baby shower of hers. Like, he knows her husband, all this shit, right? Invited her to his wedding. And she was offered money, apparently, to get, dig up dirt. So she was calling around and calling people uh, to get dirt on Push. And in one of the tapes that he played on the podcast, like, there's tapes of these men... Uh, saying, like, I think it was, like, his old... Push's old DJ, like, just to bring up one of the specific tapes. Yeah, yeah. Push's old DJ um, is saying, is no, saying, like, on this 
uh, phone call, like, hey, like, if I give you this information, that's fine, but it ain't nothing but gunplay after this. And so it's interesting to hear somebody say that, and he got the tapes from, like, some people that he don't fuck with because they all know, like, what happens after this information is divulged. So to me, it also, one, solidifies Push's gangster. Um, it, two also shows that Drake was really searching he for was. something. Um, and apparently he got some information. So I do believe that he got some information. I don't know if it's like life-threatening or career-threatening. Right, career-threatening. It's probably life-threatening for him. Yeah, for Drake. Um, but I don't think it's life uh, or career-threatening information. Um, but you can hear this lady. You can. I can also see the hurt from Push even though he doesn't show it very much in the in the uh, video that he experienced from this lady doing this to him. Um, and you can also hear, like, her trying to, like, on a different tape, um, not with the with the DJ, but on a different tape, you can hear her trying to insinuate that Pusha has a, like, long-lost child or something like that, trying to get information on something like that. And so, and Pusha brings that up. He goes, like, you can see, you can see her trying to see if I have a baby that's illegitimate or something like that. And it's just like, this is this woman that worked on every project of mine just trying to come for my neck. And I'm not trying to, he's like, I'm not trying to say like, I'm into that shit anymore, but this shit can, this is messy shit. And so this stuff was real, you know? So it was very interesting to- How um, do you get the tapes? The people that they called- Got it. Talked to Push and was like, yo, I know we don't fuck with each other. He got a DM got from somebody that he doesn't fuck with no more, like from like the 2000s or whatever. Got it. And he was like, yo, on some VA shit, I, I can't fuck with this shit. I don't know why she calling me. We ain't about that. And got the tapes. Got it. Damn, that's deep. Yeah. But it, it like you said, it shows where Drake was at, mm-hmm. actually trying to get dirt. Mm-hmm. And in my opinion, it shows that he really didn't find shit on Push. Right. And he had shit on Kanye. And that's why even in the last conversation he had on... On the shop. The shop, it was Kanye, Kanye, Kanye. Kanye. didn't say Nothing shit about, about Push. And it's it's interesting. He said I had... He could have had career-threatening or career... Um, yeah, career-threatening stuff on... And life-threatening stuff on Kanye. Because even I have life-threatening shit on Kanye with the payroll situation. In Chicago, uh, yeah, you know? I'm sure. Exactly. Um, but... I don't think he had anything on 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 push, and yeah. I don't think he wanted to fuck with push because if you think, remember back to what he said on the on the shop, he was like, "Oh, um, I don't want to. I didn't want to be that person. I don't want to be in that lane. I don't want to go into that dark space." And I was just like, you know what? Maybe he was embarrassed that he had to put up money for info. Like, who do you think you are? He's like, after that, he had mob ties, so maybe he thought he was a mob person. Like, you know what I mean? Like. Who do you think you are? Like that's not your legacy, Drake. Like you're not a you're not a tough dude. Like you have affiliations, right? Ooh. But you're not a, because you have money now, right? But you are not that guy, and don't try to be that guy. And that's I think that's kind of what Push was trying to get at. Like, why are we talking about this four months later? Why are we talking about this when I didn't? I'm dead at that. Like I'm never it's talking over. about this man again. Yeah. I got the, all the W's. You know what I mean? Like I, when you didn't respond, it was a W. When you, uh, when Jay you, Prince came out, it was a W. It was a W. He was like when, uh, when, uh, 
when he wrote the whole, whole thing, thing about, about about the oh this is my child blah 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 I'm not a deadbeat dad about the the, the cover art it was a W oh the cover art I'm sorry yes about the cover art right yes that's a W exactly all that was W you had to put a press release out press release you know what I mean the, yeah, like yeah. I, I killed your line like your clothing line that you had it was a real line that's a W for me I'm done like I won that's it and that's what this is this is rap shit so it was very interesting very very interesting uh. Interview and um, like I said, I got my three stripe push the T's on right now. King push, let's go. <laughs> so, you believe push? Yeah, I think I be- there's some truth in both. I think there's truth behind what Kanye, what Drake felt for sure. I'm sure he, f- I'm, you know, what I don't doubt some of the stuff about Kanye, mm-hmm. but I also don't doubt some of the stuff that push says. So, the yeah. truth is always somewhere in the middle. You know, you, you you listen to different opinions, their outline opinions, the point where they all converge, that's the truth. So For sure. Somewhere in the middle. <sighs> What's another thing we could talk about? Uh Vic Mensa. Oh shit. Again. Again. So so on Twitter, this this one chick, um, she came out and she was like, Yo, Vic, I don't need you to speak up for me in regards to the whole, um, the shit that he's been going on, do, uh, dealing with, with uh, the domestic abuse line that he had. Yeah, because um, he has to be the savior. I have a question. I listened to the... The um, the, disc? Free, the freestyle. The freestyle? They I didn't bleep hear... out X's name. They did? He, he okay. actually... He actually I went back it. and listened to it. They muted it out. Okay. And he has some stuff about, like, yeah, it doesn't matter if you're dead... Shouldn't be idolized, blah, 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 blah. Okay, because I didn't hear it. I was like, where is this? They so bleep, I guess I didn't. They bleep out the name. He says All right, cool. They bleep it out. All right. Well, um, yeah, this, well, homegirl, she she comes out. I guess her name is Shantae Linwood. Um, and she's basically saying that her trauma isn't your trend. And she adds Vic and she adds um, Vic's old uh, DJ or new DJ. I'm not sure. Um I think his name is Stefan Ponce. But that was my Ponce. whole point with the whole Vic thing. Yeah. It's not, I don't disagree with you, but you're doing this to get views. You're right. doing this to get clicks. And with somebody else coming out about it, I agree. I'm just like, yo, like, what do you, what do you, it's it's for relevancy. You know what exactly. I mean? Exactly. And that's what you said. You're like, a he's a trendy activist. He's a trendy yeah. activist. And if you look at his Instagram now, because he's posting a bunch of shit, you know, uh, yeah, I, I hate shitting on the guy. I know he's recording VSOP, but it don't matter, bro. Uh, he's posting up videos and, and snippets of songs and little shorts and pictures and shit, but he's disabling comments. Mm. I wonder why he's disabling comments on his Instagram. I don't... <laughs> you don't want, oh, you don't want to hear the shit people got to say? Probably not. Yeah, yeah. So you know what? That... That's enough time for Vic. Let's go yeah. on to something else. Yeah. This, this motherfucker. That's enough for that. Yeah, he ain't... This, this, this is basically what we feel about Vic right now. All right, so I think the last news piece that we should talk about is regarding Chicago and... Chi-Town! 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 You want to fuck with a nigga from Chi-Town? Chi-Town! Chi-Town! You heard that song before? Yes. Fucking, I hate that part. Chi-Town! Chai Town. Okay, okay. Yeah, Chai Town. Yeah, 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 yeah. I got it. I got Chai- it. I got 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 it. Chai Town. Okay. <laughs> All right. Great. Um, so, the mayoral. Mayoral. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. You got it right. Okay
candidates of uh, Chicago. There are 20,000 of them. Yeah, I think there's at least um, 37. <laughs> to be a little more specific. Thank you. I, I, didn't, I didn't know. <laughs> it was about 37. There's about 37. Uh, it's it's kind of um, discouraging. Be I mean, careful. I'm just happy Rom's not... No, for sure. Bye. Deuces. Okay, sorry. I'm starting off with that, that like, weird. Um, <laughs> there's a ton of different candidates out there. Yes. I'm not sure how many Republicans um, candidates there are, but... Um, there are a ton of different progressive candidates, whether there are they are liberal, um, democratic, independent, whatever. Um, it's very interesting. Yes. Uh, there are two people that we wanted to talk about in, or not really talk about, but we were just going to bring up. Like Chance, he's backing a specific um, Southside af- activist, I believe. Um, her name is Amara Enya. Enya Business. <laughs> And um, I think it's fine. Like, uh, go ahead and support whoever you want to support. He hasn't um, provided any backing financially, but he is using her his um, platform to try and get more people out there to vote. Um, which, which is great. Yeah, it's great. All around. Right, sure to vote, guys. It's great. Um, there's this other person that we wanted to talk about personally. Um, his name is Troy LaRavie. Nice. <laughs> nice. She goes practicing that like in yes, the hallway before we start. For started. sure, because the way it's spelled does not sound the way it sounds. It's one of them black people with a French name. Yeah. Like me. Us. Yeah, us. Motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Collier. 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 No, it's anyway, Collier. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Collier. Um, Collier. Yeah. <laughs> farts. I wish we had yeah, a fart tr- sound. Troy. <laughs> Troy, yes. Troy is running. And um, we discovered him through the Young Turks. Yep. Um, shout out to them. Always getting some nice investigative, unbiased, but somewhat biased. That's definitely biased, yes. but they're open about their bias, they're which o- is yeah. fine. Exactly. I'll take open bias over, over... unbiased bias any day. <laughs> exactly. Um, but they they had a, a, an interview with Troy. The, the only reason why we're not talking about Amara is because we don't know much about her politics. Um, I've been listening... <laughs> Yeah, what what was it? WGN did a little story, but it was like, Chance backs this person. Oh, wait, that was like on some other Fox channel. Was it Fox or something? It was was like, Chance Chance backs this person. And here's what Chance has to say. Here's what Chance has to say again. Exactly. We didn't hear Amara speak once. And here's Chance one more time. (laughs) The candidate? Yay, Chance! We don't know, but here's Chance for the last time. It's like, come on, y'all. Right. And then, um... I don't know. He's not backing her financially, which is kind of uh, telling to me. I'm not sure why. Uh, if you are, like, making a press conference about it and everything, like, like, wouldn't you put your full support if you had finances to put behind her? Yes. I don't know. Like, I, what do you think about that? I don't know. I think it's interesting. Like, Honestly, I don't know. Maybe he doesn't want to look as if she's getting a full-on endorsement financially from someone of, uh-huh. of his stature. Maybe to, like, not make it look bad? or Maybe not make it look as biased. Uh-huh. But, but it's if, biased already. But if, but if Chance can put his weight behind a candidate and even just put exposure to uh-huh. the election in general, right? it'll get people excited to hopefully come out and, and, and vote. Right. And be a part of the process. Mm-hmm. I guess. That's fine. I just don't, like, I I just feel like if you're backing somebody, 
and you have the finances to do it, why aren't you just putting your full backing? Like, I, I feel like he just got one foot in instead of throughout the whole thing. Politics is weird. It is? Okay. Politics is weird. So if you ever, you know, it's, maybe he doesn't want it to be like, oh, she's a chance candidate. Mm. So that she's not like, because she's already being um, described as that. And not being able to speak up for herself. I mean, on WGN, she did go on, okay. and they did um, question her and, like, talk to her. Like, there was an interview. However, this other um, news station did not let her get Say any. Say a word. They, they only showed what he said. So it was just very interesting. And so we don't have a lot of information on her just because we've been focused on this other candidate that we found um, by, by the name of Troy LaRavier. Nice. Uh, <laughs> nice. Um, what was interesting to see is that he was a Chicago Public Schools principal for a long time. Yes. Is that correct? Yep. Um, what else was there? He was the head there? of the like principals association in the city of some right. sort of some sort. Um he pushed reform in the school that he was the principal of. He kind of his idea of how funding should be spent in education is very common sense, but not right. something that you see at all. Where, yes, you have these IB and, and uh, AP classes and these really gifted students who tend to receive a lot of funding, but then you have this other segment of the school that's underperforming and they don't get any funding. Right. Well, why don't we move the funding around and give the money to the people who need it? Right. He basically, yeah, he was saying that, like, you give money to people that don't need it. Right, and we need to change that. We mm-hmm. need to give money to people who actually do need right. it. Right. And, and living in Chicago, we see that all the time. Yeah. I mean, they just redid everything in Wrigleyville, and I'm just like, why did you need to do that? But um, So it, it, it's common sense, and he said, you know, that's the approach he's going to take to governing the city is right. taking resources to places that need it and not mm-hmm. just keeping them in their little isolated pockets that already have it. Right. Um, he's also been on. He's also on record uh, for calling out the corruption that is um, in the city, and and specifically calling out Rahm Emanuel. Yeah. And I actually I love the balls of that, you know. Um, and living in the city, and like, you know, moving here five years ago, like I didn't know a lot about the politics, and then after talking to a couple of different people, especially with you said, um, it. There's never anything good that anyone has to say about Rom. And I think the only thing that people look at is that, oh, he was in Obama's cabinet. And they don't understand, like, the the, the things that he's allowed to happen in the city over the course of time. Well, it's, it's, it's historically sh- Chicago. If you look at Democratic machine politics, right. the birthplace is here in Chicago. Right. The birthplace of that having... A, a system okay. that systematically lifts itself and holds itself up mm-hmm. and holds up its candidates and brings forth the candidates that it wants to have is deeply rooted here in Chicago. So if you look at a lot of the things that happen with, with throughout the Democratic Party, even today, resonates from things that happened in Chicago decades ago. Mm. You know, if you look at how the whole... Bernie Hillary thing happened. Mm-hmm. How they pretty much rigged that primary for Hillary, mm-hmm. deeply rooted in machine politics here in, here in the city, and so once something on the ballot here in November, which I hope your everyone out there is registered to vote for November, Seriously. and I hope you look at your ballot. But mm-hmm. 
one of the things on the ballot this year are term limits for mayor. Amazing. Right. So you don't have daily for, for life. Yeah. And that was part of the reason with the machine politics. You went from daddy daily. Son daily. Well, in between or that, in between. there was Mr. Harold Washington, who then died. Right. Mysteriously. Hmm. You know, I don't I'm not a conspiracy theorist or nothing, but it's just it's just weird to me. And then his son, and then Daily, little Daily came in and had it for fucking forever. So it's about time they put some even term limits on the ballot. So please go out there and vote. And I believe there should be term limits for mayor in the city of Chicago. So vote for mm-hmm. that shit. I agree. I agree. But yeah, that's all. That's the only reason why we want to bring this up. We want to just make sure everyone knows. Like, make sure, like, if you are registered to vote, um, make sure you understand how to find out information in regards to like your the candidates. I know there's a ton out there. Um, one thing that we wanted to talk, I wanted to actually say too, is that like, I understand that it can be confusing because there's so many progressive candidates out there. Right. Um. And one thing that I think we do, um we don't do well as progressives is stand on a united front. And that's why the Republicans are basically doing a lot better than us in getting their, their, their um, incumbents and, and all those, their, their candidates through is because they all just, they're, they, they're uniform thinkers. Right. And, and, and it kind of puts, it's, it, it just kind of puts a, uh, it's a damper on us. It's it's like a, a gift and a curse to be like a quote unquote free thinker or a quote unquote critical thinker or a progressive person because right. you want to make sure that you're backing the right person. But if we're all voting for f- doing five votes for ten of the candidates and then five like thirty votes go to this one candidate, right. like we're not gonna get and, our and, policies through. And it's not even just the Republicans, but yeah, also those that, those machine Democrats. Machine you know, Democrats those, as well. Those, Sorry, I keep. Those Democrats right. that are just super establishment. And I, I feel like that's what's going to happen with this mayoral race. Is that hey, yo, fuck you, J.B. Pritzker, for texting me and emailing oh, yeah. me. Yeah, fuck he's, you. He's been, I don't even know how he fuck got him. my shit. Exactly. I'm like, you fucking bot-ass bitch. I, I fucking, uh, I, re- I replied to the text. Yeah. And I was like, I'm not, wo- I'm not voting for your whack ass. Get the fuck out of here. And then I get an email saying, thank you for signing up. To, for the campaign. And I was like, what? But they get the information. So w- the way that Illinois works is that they, they can get your info once you register to vote, and they just send it off to you. Like, if I'm registered as a Democrat, then they're going to send that shit off to me. So that's how they get your info. Crazy. But, I mean, look, guys, I, I don't want to tell you who to vote for. Just exactly. vote. And be an informed voter. Exactly. Be an informed voter. I'm not even going to ask you who you're going to vote for instead for governor, but, you know, that, that's another story for another no. time. No. Well, I know there's four <laughs> candidates. There's a liberal, there's an independent, and then there's... Libertarian. Yeah, sorry. Libertarian, excuse Republican. me. Republican. Republican, independent, Democrat. and a de- de- right. Democrat. So I don't I don't want to vote for JB, but I, I we could talk about this off mic, but I just don't like the whole Mike Madigan, like, the it's a machine Democrat it's thing again. It's a machine, again. yeah. So yeah. I just, I will talk off off. But, mic, you know... But, yeah. I guess going from Chicago, we can definitely talk about some of the music that the city of Chicago helps to create. Yes, and we I, can. And like, and a lot of the shit that people of color specifically have to deal with in a city that keeps all of the funding for those people who generate it and doesn't give it to those who actually need it. Uh, we've got a young artist. Uh, 
rapper, poet, thinker. Mm-hmm. By uh, the name of? No name. No name. Woohoo! Uh, she released her latest project. It is called Room 25. And you know what? This one came out a while ago. We kept meaning to talk about it, but it kept getting swept under the rug. And you know what? Tressie was like, no! We can't let these women just keep getting passed by. We have to talk about it. And so here I we are. I was like that. I, she I, was. Yeah. I, I didn't have that same voice, but you know. We have to talk about it. Nah. We have to talk about it. And you so can't, here we are. Well, well, this was exact thing. They were like, we got to talk about um, dedication. Or not dedication, excuse me. What? Uh, Carter, Carter Five. Five. And I was like, well, we wanted to talk about No Name. Just because like, I wasn't the biggest fan of Carter Five. Like, I mean, it was good. Like, I didn't think it was bad, but I listened to No Name more. <laughs> and then... They were like, well, we've been waiting for Carter 5 forever. And I was like, I know, but I want to talk about but it. I want to talk about it. I want to talk about no name. Well, and now we are. Yay! Yeah. So no name. All right, so let's talk about it. Room 25. Um, how do you want to start? Go overall ahead. thoughts? Overall thoughts? I actually, I liked the album. Um, I love the vibe. It's very vibey, of course. Um, I like the music, like just musically, it's it's, it's different. Um, I haven't listened to No Name very long. I've listened to Telephone. I think this Room Twenty Five is way different than Twelve uh, Telephone. Um, I like. I don't know. It just se- it just seems well. It's very well produced. Like there's a lot a lot of elements going on here. Yeah. Um. The mixes are are okay, but um, I mean, I, actually, the first song is is just the one that kind of the mix kind of gets to me. But uh, for the most part, this this album was was very enjoyable for me. It's something I like to listen to stuff that has a lot of instrumentation, and there was a yeah. lot of that going on here, um, from the strings to um, just Felix uh, or Philo, whatever. I think his name is Felix. I think it's pronounced Felix. Yes. Yeah. Um, he did really well on like some of the, the the singing on this to the production. Yeah. It was it's just, it was just very well thought out. I felt like yeah, I mean you know, a lot of the songs were pretty short, but like you said, they're very vibey. Right. Um, this whole project kind of it makes you want to listen to the whole thing. And, mm-hmm. You know, as one start- continuous yeah. thing, uh, because they kind of hold that vibe together. Mm-hmm. I feel like her kind of style of rap slash spoken word kind of fits on a lot of these tracks. It doesn't distract you from the instrumentation and, right. and, and from a lot of the, the production on here, which mm-hmm. I think the arrangements in the production were, like, phenomenal. Right. Um, I love live instrumentation on mm-hmm. in music in general. Right. But the fact this was a hip-hop album, and, and it, it definitely fits with her style of rap, which mm-hmm. is, you know, more spoken word-ish. Right. But... Her spoken word just didn't sound like it was forced. Like, it didn't sound like she was forced into the rap. Mm-hmm. Where I've definitely heard some spoken word artists who tried to do rap and it was just like they didn't, they couldn't hit the beat so well. Mm-hmm. I think part of that that helped is the live instrumentation. Yeah. Through a lot of these songs, and I'm sure we'll get into some of it, but there's emphasis where the instrumentations actually follow her cadences or they follow some of the, the things that she says and you get an extra cat, 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 cat mm-hmm. on, 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 on some syllables and things, which it really um, makes some of the things that she's talking about kind of speak out a little bit more. Um, a lot of the features to me, if not all of them, 
definitely came through to adding. Yeah. None of the features really took away or, mm-hmm. or took a took a backseat to what actually made this project really good and for in my yeah. opinion, which was the music. I think the music really speaks a lot throughout this whole project. Um I and- wanna shout out Adam Ness. He did his thing on this, on the like the backings, the features that he had. He did I I just I love that man's voice. Yeah. He's really good. Um I mean all I mean the harmonies on this thing, I mean He's who, amazing. Who, who the fuck arranged this project? I think like I, the the arrangement yeah. musically of this thing, the choice of instruments, um, you know, the actual writing of all of the instrumentation. Uh, it's it's really it's really dope. And I mean, I, I don't mean to set, take anything away from No Name herself as an artist, but fuck, man, the 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 music on this thing is mm-hmm. just it's phenomenal. Yeah. I mean, starting with self, I just I, I I like the confidence that she has. I feel like she um. Oh wait, hold up. We gotta do our shot because it's the music portion. <laughs> All right. All right. <coughs> I hate him. Ah. Oh, All right. Stop being a little baby. Oh, you almost called me a bitch. That would've been funnier. No, stop you... being a little bitch. No, no. Everybody knows you're a burly bitch now, so it's fine. Yeah, I'm a bitch, and I got a bitch with me. <laughs> I'm a juggernaut, bitch, and I got a bitch with me. How the fuck is this shit falling? <laughs> anyway. Look at captured much mustard. Ketchup motherfucker mustard. <laughs> Look at the red latex. <laughs> Look like a piece of licorice. <laughs> don't even need no condom. Look at my outfit's made out of it. <laughs> if you don't know what we're talking about, then you'll never know. And those guys are from Chicago, by the way, too, so it's fitting. Hey. Anyway... Uh, so yeah, like you said, self. It's a, great, it's a great, it's a great introduction. Yes, I mean, self really sets the tone for the whole. Pro- so if you don't listen to any other song on this project, listen to listen self. to self, and you'll get it. You'll get the whole project just by listening to self. And I love how she goes. Really, like, may- um, when you're driving home, like maybe listen to this album. I'm just gonna do the first like four lines. Maybe listen to this album. Uh, Maybe this is the album you listen to in your car when you're driving home late at night, really questioning every god, religion, Kanye bitches. I love how she said every god because Chicago is a god, or Chicago, Kanye is a god to Chicago, and I love how she's like, I'm questioning your ass. And you don't hear a lot of Chicago artists come out and say, yo, I don't, I don't know about you no more. And I, I love that. Kanye. No, I'm just saying, like, no, it's, no, it's, no, an it's, int- it's an yeah. interesting thing to see. And then, yeah, I just, I just really love to hear her say that. Um, I mean, like you could you could listen to this whole fucking thing, like you just the the first verse when she's saying y'all really thought a bitch couldn't rap, huh? Like I just... right, and so and so she, she she hits a lot of the 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 themes that she hits mm-hmm. the rest of the album in this song, which like you said, she talks about um, the music, mm-hmm. she talks about questioning God and religion, mm-hmm. she talks about her power as a woman, yep, having good pussy and understanding. The power that she has, yo, when she with said my pussy, pussy made, right? <laughs> that nigga, that's like rap better. I was like, yes. But it's 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 it's, and that's a theme that comes back several mm-hmm. times in this in this yeah. project. Is you know, it's it's okay for a woman to be sexual, but yep. it's also okay for a woman to understand the power she has in her sexuality, mm-hmm. and she's not afraid of that. Yes, that comes out again several times. She's not she's not afraid of the power her pussy has. Mm-hmm. She's well aware of it, and she's gonna she's gonna yeah, use it. Yeah, we're gonna execute this. Yes, <laughs> exactly. So the execution on the power of pussy, 
100. Got it. Yep. <laughs> Got it. Um, I don't know. I just, I just love this first, you know... I like how she goes, like, I, my pussy teaching ninth grade English. My pussy wrote a thesis on colonialism. Like, just the the thoughts that she brings out in such a simple way. It's just so, like, it just, she's just dropping gems right there. And just, like, it in your mind just goes, yo, it expands. You know what I mean? So that's the way, I, that's why I love this first, um, this first um, track. It, again, it's a great way to open up the project. It's a great way to understand who she is. And what she plans to accomplish on this album. So, yeah. Yeah. And then we go into Black Exploitation, which is another song I I thought was very interesting. Um I just thought it was really uh refreshing to hear another black person say they're not they're guilty of um eating Chick-fil-A because of the LGBTQ plus rights. So when she goes, I never had it, never will. Exactly. I haven't. I have I have had it and then cuz I I had it before. You of all people. Shut up. I had it before I knew what was going on. Okay. But and then since then? I, yeah, since then I don't I don't drink bullet. I don't drink uh, I don't, I don't eat drink chick bullet. bullet. Man, that shit hurts, bro. Yo, it does you know, hurt. I feel but like they're they teasing me, bro. They, the bullet be on sale. I'm like, this motherfucker $13.99. You motherfucker. Fuck you, God bullet. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> bullet whiskey if, if you guys aren't uh aren't privy to what's going on with that, but bullet whiskey um they the like the CEO or whatever like they they took away it's a family business yeah it's a family it's a family business, business. the ahead. daughter was on the board mm-hmm. she had a executive role and she came out as gay she wanted to bring her girlfriend to Christmas and they pretty much told her no you're uninvited to Christmas and we're also firing you from the family business. And she was like, man, fuck that. I got to put some shit out on, on Facebook. And she did, pretty much blasting the company, saying, yep. like, how dare you not only fire me, which happened months before. She was pretty much okay with that. Yeah. So that's fine. I'm already rich, bitch. I don't fucking care. Fire me, <laughs> you know. But how dare you uninvite me to Christmas because I right. have a girlfriend. The world needs to know about this. And so when I read that shit, I was like, man, I can't drink bullet no more, but that shit is still delicious. Uh, to be honest... After drinking like Templeton Rye and Breckenridge and stuff, because we have we've been just buying the more but expensive it's shit. <laughs> I know we've just been buying like it was our good cheap whiskey. At that price point, you can't beat it. Yeah, it's but better now, than Buffalo Trace. It's better than way Buffalo better Trace. than Buffalo Trace, and it's the same I don't price. Fuck with Buffalo same Trace. Price. I hate that shit. I'll drink Maker's Mark and or no, nah, I don't know if I'm drinking Jack Daniels over no. Buffalo Trace. <laughs> That's the Japanese. They love Jack Daniels. Um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, so like. What were we talking about? Oh yeah, the Chick Fil A shit. I like how she said. I like how she said it though too. She was like eating Chick Fil A in the shadows. That tastes like hypocrite. Mmm, yum yum tasty. Mmm, yum yum tasty. I was like, yes. Like that's it. Cause I'm tired of all these motherfuckers talking about Chick Fil A, and I'm like, y'all don't understand. Like they some like yeah discriminated motherfuckers. Yeah. But yeah, um, black exploitation was pretty interesting. And then if you just hear, I mean Felix. The way that he just—I just—I I need to meet this man. He's been in the studio quite some time, and I feel like maybe I have. There's a c- couple of producers I've met that I don't remember their names. Yeah. <laughs> and, like, I probably could put the faces. Like, I know right. their faces, but, like— uh. I mean, dude, Saab was on this thing. Oh, my God. And he fucking murdered that verse. Or, well, let's, just, let's just skip down to let's that. Let's just do it. I'm, I'm, not, just, I'm not going in no fucking order. Me either. Saba fucking murdered Yo. that shit. Whenever uh, Smino— Asaba 
and fucking No Name, they need to have like a group project. Like, just give me five songs. I want it to be a small EP, five songs, Smino, Saba, No Name. That's it. Song is Ace. And for me, this was the rapidly rap song of uh, the album. Right. But it's still vibey. It's still vibey as fuck. It's, it's so still, good. But oh my God, bro. She came with the bars. She came with the flow. Saba. Woo! Fuck! <laughs> Bruh. I mean, yeah, Smino killed the hook, though. Yes. But Saba, bruh. 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 Fucking murdered that verse. Yes. It was straight... Fire! I mean, I think Ace is probably my favorite track just because of... It's just the most rapidly rap song on, on the shit. It's, it's just... I don't know what words to say. The, the, the raps, the flows... Uh, I just... I'm not... I, I, I don't know. I, the reason why I bring up Smino is because I feel like this man, he's got, like, the best flow, cadence, singy songs stuff all the time. Like, whiskey with the teen, got it bubbling. Nah, 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 like, the way that he he rides it. Like, um, oh, only when I say, I don't know how to say this, but fuck is you say and like just the way that he does right. all of that those inflections and all of the riding the beat in a different way like the song doesn't have all of those things in the background of it but he's like he's making his voice do those things it's kind of right. like jazz like you can hear hear that maybe he's listened to a bunch of different genres of music or something like that but that's but i mean i think that's why i'm i'm tripping off of the smino hook. no no that's but, cool yeah. but that's 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 part of chicago like mm. Well, mm-hmm. just the the deep roots in Chicago. All these, all these are Chicago people. You know, don't don't get it twisted, y'all. Like this is Chicago, and a lot of the shit they're talking about on this album is very influenced by Chicago, mm-hmm. which is part of the reason why we brought up the whole mayoral thing because a lot of these issues and a lot of the things that are very prevalent in the city are then reflected in the culture and the music. I mean, on the song "Don't Forget," you know. Um, Again, the instrumentation is fucking incredible. Mm-hmm. But a common theme that happens throughout this album, which, and not just throughout this album, but a lot of more conscious Chicago albums is this just idea of death that, Chica- that artists, young artists are just so comfortable talking about. And it's almost sad to me Mm-hmm. That someone twenty something is just so comfortable talking about, well, you know, when I die, this is this is this is that and the third. And it's like, why yeah, it's, are you it's thinking almost disturbing. about that? It's almost disturbing, but that's the reality. Because by the time you're twenty, you've already been to fucking ten funerals from people mm-hmm. that you knew. You know, you've you're questioning, well, how long am I going to be here to even have to deal with this shit? And it's right. It's sad, but that that's the reality of. Life in Chicago and yeah. life in a lot of these inner cities. And mm-hmm. Chicago was a big city and it's a lot of it going on. And trust me, even, even where I work, you know, I end up, I hire a lot of these people who are, you know, maybe not in the shits, but they know people in the shits. And you hear a lot of these stories. Right. I mean, I can't tell you how many days I've had to give people off because they've had to go to funerals because right. some shit happened. Mm-hmm. Their cousin, their nephew, and then... I'm like, oh, you full of shit. And I see the news and I'm like, oh. But there that's it is. who it was. You right. know, and it's 
it's sad that that's mm-hmm. commonplace and that it's 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 not considered an anomaly or it's not considered an outlier if you been to three funerals by the time you're 16 years old. Like you, that's that's normal. And it should not be normal. Shouldn't. But you know, art Would, art reflects reality and this is this is what the fuck they're seeing. This is what right. the fuck they're living through. Which is why Don't Forget About Me is a very um interesting song as well. Just like to like you have this this song dedicated to like, yo, if I die, like make sure my mom like 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 how you like, it's just what you were just saying. Like so it's 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 crazy. It's an it is an anomaly, and it's something that needs to be handled. So go out and vote so that you can make sure that shit happens in the city, and that people don't have to go through all this shit. But um, yeah, you know, and know. and and even songs like you know, prayer song. Oh yeah, prayer song too. Yeah, you know where she's almost saying like religion's not the answer to this shit. Mm-hmm. Where again, foreshadowed in the first song. You know, questioning your gods, whatever. You know, so religion may not be the answer, but what the fuck is? And this is this is something that has plagued my mind for a while, being in Chicago. And even before I knew a lot about Chicago music, I knew about Common. Right. Common talked about a lot of this shit. Mm-hmm. You know, Kanye talked a lot about this shit. But I hear a lot of experience around the violence in Chicago, around the situation right. in Chicago. I've heard a lot of people give their take on it and expose a lot of the problems, but I have not heard many solutions. True. So I, I challenge some of y'all rappers. I challenge some of y'all critical thinkers out there who are making art. What's the solution? Mm-hmm. How can we fix it? Right. Because we can talk about it all day. We can talk about it all day. But what's the solution? For sure. Also, one last thing uh, before we move on. Windows. That song, beautiful. Yeah. The, I just had, that's all I had to say about it. Like, just listen to the song. You'll know what I'm talking about. I mean, yeah. I, I, my main notes on this song are like, I mean, even lyrically it's decent, but mm-hmm. the music on this motherfucker is just mm-hmm. epic. The music is so good. And that's something, a lot of the songs, just the music is so at the good. Window. Yeah. Go find yourself. Like that shit. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh. With the strings Go in get there. get a bad what you can fuck. Like, come on. It's just like, yeah. The, the drums, how they build mm-hmm. and ah, Like that shit is just crazy. Oh, anyway. Stop looking outside for the answer. Look inside. Exactly. Look inside yourself. Mm-hmm. Quit looking out the window. Yeah. Fuck. All right, let's get into oh. some other shit. Cause this, I mean, like we could spend a lot of time on on this one. Um, I think this the, this last album, and then we'll go ahead and wrap up. Uh, we had to talk about because I don't feel like Ti gets enough credit. Um, Ti released another album called The Dime Trap. This Dime is- Trap. Dime, Dime Trap. Dime Trap, motherfucker. <laughs> I don't even know what number album this is of his because he's it's had 10. a lot. Is this it's 10th 10. album? That's why it's named Dime Trap. Got it. I also know it's the 10 year since he's released trap music. Right. So that's why that's why he did it. Um I it, it, I listened to this album with very low expectations. I haven't listened Good. to very many um T.I. albums. T.I. albums. What was the last T.I. album that you can remember listening to, honestly? 
his old time. shit. Which one though? It wasn't Paper Trail. It wasn't. Um... So you didn't listen to Paper Trail? I didn't listen to Paper Trail like that. Paper Trail was. I did shit. look. I listened to. Let's see. Let me look at his albums. No, I didn't want you to look. I want you to just remember Think? which one was the last one you remember listening to. It was probably um... like King. It was the one where Urban he has the, the 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 gun that goes up like this. Oh, that's actually fairly recent. Yeah, I listened to that album, but I, Trouble Man, Heavy as a Head. Um, that's fairly recent. Okay, so you're not yeah. that far removed from no, T.I. then. That was like 2012. Yeah, okay. But, um, I mean, Paper, Tra- Paper Trail was before that one. Um, Paper Trail was that shit, by the way. I, didn't even, I don't even think I listened to King. Paper Trail was the shit. But Urban Legend, damn, 2014. Rebel for the hell of it. Hella rich. Woo. And then Trap Music was 2003. Shit. Anyway, um, <laughs> I mean, this man has been putting out quality music, or not quality, quality bars for a long time. Oh, shit. Uh, some, some of the shit that he does with, like, some of the shit on Paper Trail, I think, was, was what... Turned me off from him. Are you serious? Paper Trail, I think, was one of his best albums in a while. Uh, is that is Paper Trail the one that had um Rebel for the Hell of It, Hella Rich, Never Have to Sell a Brick no, Brick Again, Best I Sell a Bitch Tell a Bitch Again. The one with Rihanna. Live your life. Hey. When I hear him go into a pop route, like I understand, I get it. Right. But I love like trap fucking I invented the word T.I. You know what I mean? Or not invented the word, but I invented the, the music. Um, I don't know. And then, like, his... I guess this... Paper Trail actually wasn't that bad. Paper Trail was solid. Was now that I'm looking at the... Uh, track list. Yeah, the track list. That's not that bad, actually. I just I just know I didn't listen to it a lot. But I did listen to um, Trouble Man. And I don't know why, <laughs> to be honest, but I listened to Trouble Man. I didn't listen to Trouble Man a lot. I think I gave it one listen and was like, okay. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, but, I liked the song Hello with CeeLo Green. Fuck you, CeeLo. Fuck CeeLo. He's, he's right. on the shit list. Um, yeah. But, man, so I'm curious. As I am a T.I. fan. Uh, I feel like T.I. was one of the first albums you ever had, right? Trap music was in heavy rotation for me when I was in high school. Right. Heavy rotation. I think I bought that for... When I was in high school. I bought that for Nephew. That's how old I am. I know. We, but I bought it for Nephew when I was younger. Hell yeah. It was a good one to give him. Yeah. So I'm curious what your thoughts are since you're not a big T.I. fan. And I'm, I'm more of a T.I. fan than I you was, are. I was pleasantly surprised by oh! this album. I was. Um, I listened to it all the way through and I, it has some like some like bangers in there. Like... Hefe, we, uh, we we already talked uh, about that song. Yeah, that was dope. dope. Um, shout out to Meek Mill. The first the first song, like I thought that was a great way to 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 um, open up the tr- open up the album. It was a very, and I liked, I liked uh kind of how it's kind of like autobiographical and like TED talky. He did say that it was like a TED talk for so, like so so. Some commonality between the two albums we're doing today is both of them have solid intros. Right. Like, both intros are a solid thesis for what the album is going to be. Exactly. And that sets you off in a good, at, a, at a great spot just to start from. So, hell yeah. Seasons was dope. Right. And then Big Old Drip was dope, too, featuring Watch, Watch the Duck. Um, I, I'm, I'm sorry. 
just to go back one yeah. thing to see. No, seasons. for sure. I love how it ends on this like dissonant chord. Mm. It's like minor chord. It's just like it leaves you in suspense and mm-hmm. then the next song kind of rolls in. Mm-hmm. Takes that chord and then just yeah, just hits. I, yeah, just slams it down. I love how there's a there's that there's that transition there. Anyway, yeah, I'm done with that. All right, cool. <laughs> no, it's good. <laughs> um, I, t- I I don't I don't think there big were big old very- drip. Yes, you <laughs> got <clears throat> <clears throat> yeah, big old, old drip. drip. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But uh, and then Wraith was good. Um, Wraith was okay to me. It was. It's a good like. Oh, this is this is. What we doing, kind of thing, you know. Um, I one thing I did love about Big Old Drip. I know I'm totally cutting you off, but let's no, just cool. do it. Um, I love the line he he makes where he says he stumbled on activism on accident, mm-hmm. and I think it really speaks to the mature man that Ti has become. Yeah, you know, I don't. I I fuck it. I'm just gonna do it. Mm-hmm. Jay Z made 444, right? Mm-hmm. And so now he also made Blueprint. Mm-hmm. So he's now made the blueprint of what an old rapper should do mm-hmm. when they want to come out with that like that statement album as an adult, and this is like damn near that album for Ti that that four forty four for him where he's making that statement of I'm grown up I'm not in the same shit anymore. Mm-hmm. It's still trap music, but it's grown up trap music. Mm-hmm. It's mature trap music, and him coming to the realization that. You know, he's not a conscious rapper. He never has been. Right. But the fact that he's he can, always been conscious. He's always right. He's always been there. Mm-hmm. But the fact that he can acknowledge that he's an activist, but he stumbled on it by accident. Not only is that a bar, right? Yes. Not only is it a bar, but it also makes perfect sense. You know, yeah. with the whole Spider-Man show, you know, with whom great power is given much responsibility, whatever, right? right. So he understands his place. He mm-hmm. understands his role. Mm-hmm. And that shows a lot of maturity. Like that that shows no. a lot of of thought that a lot of people just don't have, but they should. Right. I think it I think it's it shows that he's self-aware. Yeah. And I think a lot of people are n- are not there's there's I think the majority of people are not self-aware. Uh they don't have the ability to reflect on themselves yeah. and and to see who they are and what they need to be and what they need to do. Um influence they can have. Exactly. And I think that's something that T.I. has spoke about in a lot of interviews before, too, because he's always said that, like, he's always said that he's stumbled upon it. Like, he, he said when when people started to see that he was more outspoken about things, he said that, you know, I basically, I had, a, I sat down with um, Harry Belafonte and, and, and all these people, and I just realized that, like, this is something that I have to do. It's not something that I'm going to know how to do per se, but I'm just going to have to, I'm going to have to do it. Yeah. And um, it's just it's very it's just very talented. Like that's the one thing I loved about Ti, and I'll never fucking um, like shit on him for or anything. It's just that I always loved how um, honest he was. Yeah. And I think you can also get to the honesty. I, I we got to get to this one song. I'm probably skipping a bunch of them, but the amazing Mister Fuck Up. And yeah. The how honest- the fuck do you make a song like that? He's a fucking cheater. That's why <laughs> I don't well, know. Well, yeah, he's a cheater, yeah. but fuck, he just made a song about it. He had to apologize to Tiny. I mean, like, I mean, it's a great. It's it's a. I don't think the song is a good song, but it's a great. It's, it's a good. It's it's a moment. It's yeah. a good um, form of insight as as to like what he feels. But I also don't feel like he feels remorse sometimes for what he's done. He's like, oh, I'm a man, and he's I like, hate- well, at least I didn't fuck this other chick. 
Right. He says that. He's like, well... I hate that mentality, and that's okay. something that I don't um, agree with, but I, I appreciate the honesty in, in which he presents it himself. Yeah. So there's, like, he's he's flawed in that in that space, too. Um, I mean, even if you look at Laugh at Him. Uh, laugh at me, yeah. Where he's... I, I, I like that because he's totally dissing Kanye. Yeah. He throws bars at Kanye. This is before the whole Kanye met with Trump thing. Mm-hmm. He's just like, I had a conversation with Kanye. This motherfucker is out there. I can't co-sign this shit. Mm-hmm. You lost me, bro. You lost mm-hmm. me. Uh, I mean, he's he's self-aware. But something that always pissed me off about, about, about T.I. Mm. He's self-aware about his stance as an activist in politics. He's mm-hmm. self-aware about how he's wrong to cheat on his wife and yeah, do his all this bullshit. Mm-hmm. But he still does it. Yes. He's gone to jail how many times? Of bullshit, but he still goes back. He still does it. It's like, bro, you say all the right things, you think all the right things, but you still do the wrong thing. Mm-hmm. What's up? Right. It's and I think that's something I used to actually struggle with that too. Like I used to know, like, like there's something that you're doing wrong that you don't, you shouldn't do, but you want to do it anyway just because you know that that's what you want to do. It's like it's always like the the angel, the devil, fucking fighting. You know, and I think that's kind of what he's talking about on that song, you know, just or talking about in in, in regards, just in general, actually. Um, I did, I was very disappointed in the Tiana Taylor song. I thought that would have been better. If I remember correctly, that's the one that's all the way at the bottom. I think it's called You. Okay, that's okay. The yeah. album ends kind of like, eh. Yeah, the album definitely, like, takes a turn for the worst at the end. The Jeezy song I thought could have been better, but it wasn't bad. So for me, it was like with the Meek Mill song and then the Jeezy song, mm-hmm. they kind of went hand in hand because they were both just kind of like just shit talking songs. Right. Just, I mean, Hefe, fucking dope. We already talked about it, but mm-hmm. dope track. Uh, more and more is just like more of the same, but yeah. more trap. It was like the trap version of Hefe. Mm hmm. Because it's him and, and Jeezy, which right. I thought was refreshing as fuck. Because I love that era of rap. Right. I love that era when Jeezy and T.I. were both doing their thing. Mm-hmm. I loved it. So I love hearing Jeezy. He's still got the same voice. And that's that's yeah. what I love most about Jeezy. I liked it, man. But, like, overall, Dime Trap wasn't bad. It was a pleasant surprise. I, I appreciated it. Um... I mean, Do you have this, anything else you wanted to add? This is, for me, like I said before, this is his 444, you know? Yeah. And uh, I love that Dave Chappelle is narrating the whole thing. I thought it was kind of out of place at some points. Um, but I, I love Dave Chappelle, so he can do no wrong. But Yeah, I mean, that's kind of wrong. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it was it was kind of out of place at some points just because it just it, it seemed as, like, quick and and, and last minute. It as, sounded as like he was he was it. playing the album for Dave well, Chappelle that's, no, in the that's studio. No, that's what he was doing. And he's just recording the commentary. No, for sure. He had it. Well, that's that's exactly what he said in some interviews. He was like, "I played the album for him. I asked him if he wanted to narrate some things." So there was like re- the recording of him in the studio listening, and then him actually on the mic for some things. But but to me, I feel like it 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 didn't do a lot for the album. But it didn't hurt it too much. I just think it was somewhat out of place at points. Like some of the things were good when he was actually on mic, and then 
when he wasn't, or, or not on mic, but in the booth, like, right. like right, adding right. actual commentary. Some of it, like when he was just like, oh, shit, that, that shit's fire. Do okay. we need that? You know? Okay, yeah. But, I mean, I, I, it's not, it's, it doesn't ruin the album for me, you know? It was just out of place for me. Yeah, you know, but I mean, I... I... I and Ti had some commentary in there, which I think yeah. was kind of insightful. Mm-hmm. And I think I talked about it last time. Was like, you know, what what is trap music? You know, mm-hmm. we kind of we took this thing that they gave us, and we who would have thought that black folks would have turned this music and or or I'm sorry, not even the music would have turned this you know drug talk and this lifestyle mm-hmm. into such a big enterprise and something that cre- produced so much capital. Right. right, it's 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 unfathomable, and he, you know, and then also when he said, you know, trap music is not just about the drug talk; it's also about real life, and so he kind of explains for me one of the flaws of the album, which is kind of how it's all over the place at some points, mm-hmm. how he kind of stays on topic for some songs and other songs. It's just kind of more random boss talk or just some right. more random, just like rapping right. about what I got kind of mm-hmm. shit. And he tries to tie that together with some of the commentary. Right. Which, you know, hits and doesn't hit. hit yeah, hit him. You know? Um, but at least he 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 recognizes right. that in mm-hmm. the album. Right. He recognizes that, okay, I'm going from this song talking about, you know, uh being an activist to talking about infidelity. And this is why it it it, it it's connected because mm-hmm. the trap draws, is, yeah. is not just that, that, but it's also my maturity and and, right. and, and my relationships right. and me being on vacation. Which, by the way, Young Thug on a feature works for me. Yes, I don't know if I can do a whole Young Thug album, but you know what? Mm-mm. Most features he that does song, are pretty good. That song didn't do much for me. You didn't like uh, was the it? weekend? Weekend, I like it. It wasn't that big. I, it wasn't. I like that, it. it. I mean, it it, it works. I've for never what been a is. huge Young Thug fan okay. either, though. But you love him. I don't love Young Thug, but I I appreciate his his spot and I yeah. I recognize his I influence. I like when he was ra- rapping, but I didn't love like the whole singing part. I don't know. You didn't like Jeffrey? No, I didn't. Okay. We we reviewed Did we that. Talk about yeah. <laughs> and I said, "Nah, I'm cool off of this." Oh, you suck. I liked the Wyclef song. That was it. Um one last thing to comment on for this album. Do it. Uh or not for this album, but just while we're on the topic of him. Did you see the video that he did for the promo for this Ooh. album? T.I.? Yeah, no. So apparently there was a video out, and I didn't watch it all the way through because I just was kind of, I was like, this is not needed. But he was in the news because there was a promo video, at least that's what it was described of, as, and he put um, a Melania um, lookalike in the video, and she was stripping, and he was in the Oval Office. Funny. I thought it was bad taste. Like I don't, I don't, I don't. Like I understand what you're trying to do, but why do you got to disrespect in that way? Like I don't know. Like I didn't, I didn't feel. So here's. I don't feel super strong about it, but I also just, I'm just like, I don't I know. I think it's funny, mm-hmm. and I feel as if at this point where we are, everything is different. Mm-hmm. Post-Trump? Everything's different. Everything is different. It could be that... Sorry, go ahead. What I mean by that is... 
standards are lower. Mm-hmm. What's acceptable and what's not acceptable behavior from a president is, is lower. lower. Decorum, lower. lower. So it's it's all these these standards that were set for Obama or for any other president, mind right. you. Not even just Obama. Like right. Any president before that, the bar is so much lower for Trump. So then why can't the bar be set lower for artists, too? But to me, I'm t- two wrongs don't make a right. I agree. So that's, that's I do, where I do I'm agree at. with that, but, but... But I don't... I think that's why I'm just like, I get it. Like, I understand, like, oh, you coming from my... Ne-. Like, it's almost like what we were talking about just to tie the whole podcast together. We're talking about with the, the beef thing. In war, there are no rules. Right. And it, that's what it seems like that is happening right now. There are no rules because we are at war with a immoral, racist fucking pig um, that doesn't care about our lives, about anything that in regards to us. So your wife is is a target. You're a target. Your kids are a target. Like, you know what I mean? So I, I understand that that aspect of it. Um, I just I just don't know if I want to lose my moral values and how I feel as a person and a human being just because someone else is stooping so low. Do I, I have to come down to that level to to combat you? You know what I mean? Like, I, I don't mean, know if I should. Like, how? To, like there's there's things that... Yeah, no, I mean, it's, it's, it's a valid point to make. But you also have to remember, I mean, I'm just going back to Obama. They, they, in Harambe, mm-hmm. they, there were memes with Michelle Obama and... and and Harambe, talk, people talking about like, oh, they killed the wrong gorilla type shit. Right. So that shit's already, you know, people have already been going right. low. Right, no, for sure. And so at this point, if the president himself is going low, I mean, it's different times. Mm-hmm. It is honestly different times. And so I'm not going to sit here and say maybe I would do that. Right. But if an artist decides to do that, then they decide I'll laugh to do at that. it. Yeah. I mean, SNL does well, shit that, all the time for every president. They've done no, shit. for sure. And they've always gone there. They've always pushed the envelope a little bit. So you know what? It's art. Right. Um, but yeah, the I think the White House was like, this is disrespectful, blah, blah, blah. Like, Fuck bitch, you here. have no fucking Fuck grounds here. to you say anything. You can't say that. Yeah. So it's whatever. Um, what you want to go out on? I don't know. But this is supposed to be a short one. And it was not. <laughs> God damn it, Tressie. Why are you always talking so damn well, much? It's, I think it has to do with the fact that we didn't get to talk all week about any of this shit. No, I haven't had a phone, guys. It sucks. My phone but... died. So I, I have a Pixel 1. And, yeah. you know, the Pixel 3 is coming out on Monday. Depending on when this drops. So, you know, the day before it drops. But Holy shit. Because of that, my fucking Pixel 1 just decides to fucking die on me. Mm-hmm. It's like, what the fuck, bro? Seriously? Bunch of bullshit. You should play the the intro track to uh, Paper Trail. Oh, God. Here we go. Fucking love that shit. It's so good. So good. It's so good. T.I. back on his bars. Rubble for the hell of it. Hella rich. I said it like 10 times already. I know. Okay, here we go. <laughs> All right. Well, um, what I'd like to do is just let you guys know that we are available... On Spotify. Yes, bitches. Um, so just to let you guys know a little bit about that, um, you can just look us up through the crate. Um, you said the intro. Is that the wrong one? Okay. <laughs> but um, just an FYI, we're available on Spotify, Google Play, iTunes, 
almost everywhere that you guys can listen to podcasts, we are available. Just search Through the Crate. Go to our website if you ever want to know any more things about us or if you want to get on the podcast. If you're an artist out there listening to us right now, hit us up through the crate at gmail.com. Um, what else do we have? I don't know, but this is the wrong song. It's the next this is one. the wrong song? All yes, right, here we go. There it is. It's I'm Illy. I'm Illy. Sorry, guys. Second song. He said intro, so I tried to keep it on the intro. Celebrate. Hey. So anyway, you guys know it. Uh, we had This is the first time we've ever had to switch the outro song. It's okay. It's all good. <laughs> it's all good. It's all good. Um... I, that's all I got left yeah, to say. Yeah, we're on everything. Y'all just searching. Uh, exactly. All right. Well, um, we're going to have a lot of good interviews coming up for you guys. I, I kind of want to put November in that whole interview. Yeah, November, November is going to be interview heavy. Interview it. Yeah. yeah. Um, got a bunch of people coming up for you, exactly. man. Exactly. Uh, and you already know that we're doing a live podcast at the end of the year. We, we do always it do. Every year. So make sure you look out for that. We're going to invite some of y'all. If you listen to the podcast often... Hit us up. We can invite you to come and, and, yeah. and, uh, and it's, come. It's invite only, though. It is invite only, but hit us up and we'll invite you directly. Yeah. So that is all we have for y'all. Hit us up when you want to. We love to hear from y'all. And we're out this motherfucker. Yeah, deuces. Bitch. I don't even know if I can do that. Bitch. Scary. <laughs> it is Halloween. I've been all around the globe like a god, how they treat me. Broads hit their knees, eyes closed when they greet me. Mouth wide open, jet begging me to ski, ski in a deep sleep, stop dreaming. I'm six albums in for ten years, I've been five hot steaming. The limelight's mine, I'm gleaming, beaming. That's why I say I'm K.